Oh, last time on Taverns and Caverns, Cat and Cold decided to take another Adventurer's Guild quest without Rogar. They are crazy, yes? I can't believe they would take quest without Rogar, but it's okay. They met up with Barsora and... What is her name? The Tiefling. Uh, Yatari, is it? I don't think I've ever met either one of them, but Rogar will be sure to introduce himself next time. But after they visited the blacksmithy Derby Smoke, I definitely have to go check that place out. They might have good greater sword for Rogar, yes? <laughs> but afterwards, they went to go see this quest at the College of what is it again? Archaeology? I do not know. Rogar only knows strength, and I don't see strength in archaeology. But they are going to go there, but beforehand they went to visit some shops I hear. Apparently Isundra went to get some jewelry or something for her date coming up. Oh, I hope she does well. Hopefully she is strong on this date. Maybe Rogar help her. Maybe not. We will see. <laughs> Episode 39. What lies beneath? Welcome back to another episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. This is your Dungeon Master Haphazard DM. And we will be continuing this session right where we left off. And last time on Taverns and Caverns, the party, they decided to check out the College of Archaeology in order to talk to the professor that set the quest up that they decided to take at the Adventurers Guild. So they are now going to meet this professor with Yatari, the tiefling wizard who's tagging along, kind of see what is going on underground in this, uh, this chamber that they found, this lair, whatever you want to call it. So that's exactly where we're going to start. And we're going to go ahead and say that it's about, I don't remember what the time was before, but we'll just say it's mid-afternoon. You guys are making your way to the College of Archaeology. And as you're doing so, the party, you're able to catch up with the Atari. Kind of, if you decide to, you, you tell her, you know, some of, some, not all of your um, adventures. I'm assuming you don't want to tell her everything. <laughs> But that's up to you guys. But as you guys are walking through the city of New Tempest, again, it's it's as busy as always. And kind of get the sense of like peace a little bit now that you're kind of safe in a major city. You don't have to worry about monsters attacking you out of nowhere. You don't have to worry about possibly the Skull River jumping out at you out of nowhere just because you're in the center of New Tempest where it's the most busiest so for once the party does feel like at ease you're not on guard completely i would say so you guys make it to the college of archaeology and once you get there the college of archaeology it's a fairly small section of all the different colleges here in new tempest there's a large tall stone wall that surrounds this i don't want to say massive but fairly large uh, stone tower and that itself is the college of archaeology the tower is probably about 50 feet wide it's, a, it's like really a wide tower it's 50 feet wide and it stands up as you're looking up at it it stands to probably about 60 
to 70 feet tall. So it's a pretty, pretty wide tower. But as you guys get there, the gates are wide open. Yatari is leading the way. And um, as you get to the entrance, there's no guards or anything. There's just people walking out, people walking in. They're all in like student attire, nothing fancy. There's a lot of students in robes because they're wizards or, or whatnot. Um, but as you're there, Itari is going to look at the party. She goes, so um, the professor that put that quest up, I think I know that professor. Do you guys want to come with me and we'll go talk to her? Potter, her name is, uh, call her Professor Toffee. Sure, why not? We can meet up with this professor. Um, so, like, really quick, though. So, when she tells us about the lair beneath, um, if it's not, she doesn't think it's too deep. We should just check it out today and get it over with, right? You get the money. I get to see what's down there. What do you think? We still have time in the day. We don't want Isunder to get all messy for her date, but if we do it today... And get out of there really quick. She'll still have time tonight to clean up and stuff. I'll say it's tomorrow, so. Yeah, yeah. As soon as dates tomorrow. Sorry. Isn't it Professor Yacovelli? Yeah. Unless we're going towards a different professor. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yatari goes. Wait. Yacovelli. Is that the one that put the quest up? I thought it was. Coffee. It would be Yacovelli. Oh. Well, I have I have them way confused. If that's the case, all right, uh, come with me. Still, still, same college, but uh, I was thinking of someone completely different. Um, I don't know Yacovelli as well as uh, Taffy, but all right, let's go. And she turns around and walks into the tower. And as you guys step into the tower and look all around, you see the bones and statues of several like monsters and different reptilians. And as you're looking around, Nomi, you see the bones are complete sets. It's like a small little, like, a museum on the first level of this tower. And you see the skeletons of monsters you've probably never seen before in your life, from small to large. Is there any mind flares? <laughs> Make a perception check. Oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> 11. Damn. You're looking around. And with 11, I mean, better than average, a little better than average. You're looking around and you spot in the distance this humanoid skeleton standing there. And it, it, you don't know if it's a mind flare, but it is a humanoid, but it doesn't look like a regular like human or anything. It's up to you if you want to go check it out. I do want to check it out. Okay. So as you go over towards the skeleton of this humanoid figure, there's a student there kind of studying it. And you look down at the, there's a plate with the naming on it. And it says an illithid. Illithid. Hey, what is this? Are you, are you asking that student or are you asking? Yes, the student. The student is looking at elsewhere, but they're standing right there next to you. And the student slowly looks over at you and he's like, what do you mean? What is this? It, it says it right there. An illithid. Tough guy, huh? What is an illithid? That's what I'm asking. You don't know what an illithid is? No. Where are you from? Are you not? Everyone knows what an illithid is. Fine, I'll use common terms. It's a mind flayer, fool. (laughs) (laughs) No one's just thinking how this guy would taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, thank you. He mumbles away and walks back to Sundra. Your enemy's back there. 
the elephant is the mind flare. Go ahead, take a look. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know what. <laughs> Are you, she might be, you know, suffering from PTSD. You just can't have her walk up to her enemy like that. Try I'll go, again. I'll go with you. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to go up to it. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, well. Get on up there. I mean, there's nothing to see, clearly. I mean, you but, can see what could be. You can turn it. You can turn him into bones. Just don't talk to that student. Yipari looks looks at the group. So uh, I don't remember you guys really talking much about Illithids before. Is there was there some kind of fascination you have with the mind flare? Yeah, it killed my parents. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yipari just goes oh, and um, kind of just like look to the side. Uh, uh, so are you wanting to know more about it? Did you, how do you kill it? How do you kill it? Um, like you kill anything else, you stab it or you set it on fire. It's gotta what be about, what about melted brain like shit? how strong do you have to be? Like could um, we take it? You'd have to be extremely strong in terms of mentally because they play a lot of mind games on you. They do like from what I hear, they have the ability to do like psychic damage. Have you ever dealt with anything psychic before? It like mm. attacks your brain. It's it's far beyond the, the elements I mean, of of magic that I'm that I study. I mean that thing got into my head, so I guess yes, but it didn't go well. We we'll just use our secret weapon, <laughs> Grasha. There's nothing up there. No shit. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dirty. Uh, Atari looks over at. Uh, Damien, um, what do you mean there's nothing up there in, in, in this garage? I don't, I've never met this garage before. You know, our elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top. Not oh. the sharpest tool in the shed. Well, uh, I mean, actually, probably, if it's my guess, actually worse if you're not the brightest tool in the shed to go against something like a mind flare. They, they attack your mind, and you have to be mentally strong oh to resist it yes yes exactly they like to play mind games on people and from what i hear and what i've read in the books a mind flare will attack a party by having the party fight themselves and as they fight themselves the mind flare will take advantage and use that to to attack someone individually while the rest are preoccupied with each other that's nothing new we fight each other all the time what if you're like not super smart? Can it still affect you? I mean, it can affect anyone, smart or not. Truthfully, you just have to have the will to resist some of its suggestive, like uh, psychic powers. I guess. I mean, I've never seen one in person or dealt with one in person, so I really can't tell you from experience. But that's what I read in the books. They're very dangerous, but they are definitely killable. I mean, the one standing here before you was slain by some of the soldiers here in, ta- here in New Tempest. How long ago? <laughs> Good question. Um, she, looks, she looks over at the statue and she steps over to read some information. Um, it says here, about 60 years ago, this was slain by a group of adventurers. Such as, like, like, like you guys. Hmm. And the adventurers... Any information about how they did it? Was it um, magic? 
Let me see. Um, he's reading through. It looks like this particular one was slain by stabbing in the back of the head. Oh, that's totally my forte. We can do this. But I mean, this could be the mind flare that killed your parents. Maybe they already avenged your parents. Well, this I was know. 60 years ago, unless Asundra's parents died 60 years ago. I don't think. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I never wanted to ask her her age. I feel like that's rude. What are you, like 60? I don't remember what I made made. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to say, though, Asundra's past when her parents died was right before you guys met. She was running away from that. Yeah, Definitely like, not probably. 60 years ago. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, they died recently. Maybe it's that mind flayer's parent or child. <laughs> they're related. They got even. Oh, because they all got to be related now? Because they're the same? <laughs> they can <Damn>. be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yatara's uh, going to look. Well, I mean, if you're going to try and fight some mind flayers. It's it's very that's a really dangerous task. Make sure you're you're mentally prepared. And from what I hear, at least here in the, in Londe, mind flares aren't very common. Um, they, they can speak to each other uh, psionically. So make sure if you're going to fight one, that you're only fighting one and not like a whole like pack of them, a whole brood of them. We don't really know like what particular one we're looking for, unless they have like really. Uh vast distinctions and like characteristics like was there now, something special the, about the, that one the only the only thing i would know that would separate a, a mind flare from another mind flare is they have a they have like a, a hierarchy so like the stronger mentally the the mind flare is the more like tentacles on its face it has so they got some kind of king ruling overall uh i don't know if i'd say a king but uh um, the book. How many say, faces? There's like, a, there's like a mother brain kind of thing that kind of communicate that they all communicate with. Oh, and we ain't got no Samus. All right. <laughs> How many tentacles <laughs> was on this dead one? Um, she looks down. There were four. And what's considered a lot? <laughs> uh, anything more than four? I would say probably six and above. Oh, so this one was just a little dud, piece of shit. You got what it had coming to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably. Sundra's parents birthed the warrior. To take her parents down, I'm sure it had to be six and above-ish. I got I feel like, we... like while they died, though. So. Wait, what? You know, like, they were dying. I was trying to save them, and Napoleon showed up and gave me my powers. You say they birthed the warrior, but it's like, you know... Oh, that's true. That. No, the warrior is within, man. Oh. I'm a warrior. I don't have any powers. What are you trying to say? I mean, you are already pretty strong, though. I most certainly was not. <laughs> I was a weak boy that my father beat into submission, and that submission turned into an ability to defend oneself. I'm saying, like, you know, right before I met you guys is the only time I started to learn some magic. <laughs> before that, I was not doing great. Is that when you came up with your invisible, your invisible friend, Napoleon? I met him after I met the Mind Flyer. Yatari just, she holds a finger up. Well, uh, you know, uh, Isundra is a warlock. They do gain their magical abilities through a deity or Thank some you. sort of like uh, a higher power. 
Thank think you. of like uh, Ediar here, the cleric. He's a cleric. He summons his magic through through his deity. Is that correct, Ediar? Solaris, right? Yes, but my deity's real, and whatever she talks to is not. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Asundra is not crazy, right? I told you I get it from Napoleon. He's a little fairy boy. No, no, just a just a second. Just a second, Asundra. We're talking about Asundra. She's not crazy, right? You're talking about Asundra. She's gonna shrug. I mean, I, I'm not a warlock. I don't know how it works. I just that's what I read in the books. I mean, she's talking about a Napoleon, a, a fairy. Fae are real things. I mean, a fae could be something that gives could give someone powers. You were the chosen one. Hmm. Preposterous? Is that what you said, Eddie? Yes. Why? Why yes. is? Why is it preposterous? There's no higher being that can control Asundra. She's wild, crazy. What? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I don't know if it necessarily controls her. Did you make like a pact with this thing, Asundra? Yeah, I mean, he said some stuff. He said, "Do you want to be up to like?" You know, take care of the mother, save your parents. I was like, of course. And then, I don't know. I kind of blacked out. So, and now I can just, melt people's minds. I'm pretty sure she's just crazy. That's yeah, fine. None of us are sane anyway. Well, just be sure not to talk about any of this on your date tomorrow. <laughs> Yatara looks at it sooner. Yeah, yeah. Brian ideas. Pro- probably. That's probably a smart a smart thing. I mean, I, I, I'm going to assume that uh, this lady at the Adventurer's Guild has seen her fair share of crazy, but let's not t- don't talk about that at the date. But what if, like... Unless she brings it up, I mean, then, then by all means, talk about it. No, don't. Even if she brings it up, deny it. Call her crazy. Gaslight her. I'm going to look like Aladdin <laughs> with Genie in the movie, like... Everyone thinks he's crazy talking to himself, but he's talking to Jeannie. That's me. <laughs> so as soon as you talk to this invisible uh, fairy or whatever, and no one else can see it but you, and no one else can hear it but you, right? Yeah, I don't know why they can't see it. I think he does it on purpose to make me look crazy. He likes to I talk mean, with you me. know, the spell invisibility is a real thing. The spirit or the, the, the fairy could probably just have invisibility on and only Asundra can see him due to the connection that they have. His dog pees on a lot of stuff. Now, okay, I can't really speak for the dog, but I, the fairy, I can see, but I don't know about this this dog. It's his speed. He rides the dog. I, I mean, that makes sense. A fairy riding a, a small dog. I mean, I mean, you see orcs and and other people riding wargs and direwolves. So I mean, it's possible. Not but is it probable? I mean, uh, Isundra is the only warlock I personally know. So, again, I, I can't say. But from the books and all the education that I've had here in New Tempest, that's how a warlock works. They have some kind of thing, person, or power giving them the ability to cast whatever they cast. Yeah, I just want to, let's just go to the professor. <laughs> I'm just trying to help Asundra out by explaining how how warlocks work in this world. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it works, but you guys should believe her and me. He's real. Mm. Of course I believe Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can believe Atari. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I believe Atari believes you tell the truth. 
<laughs> well, if Napoleon pops up in your date, ignore him. Is there a way to get the invisibility spell off? Yeah, you can actually, there are ways to diffuse mm. invisibility. You can. How can I do it? Uh, it would take you to cast a spell. I don't know if you know how to do it. I thought, can you teach me? I can attempt to teach you, but again, you're not necessarily. So I'm too stupid to learn? You're not too stupid to learn. It's just it's, breaking invisibility is, is a high level. It's a high, Shit. I can't even do it. And I've been so studying. What level do we need to be to defeat the mind player? What level? Yeah. <laughs> As long as you're not fresh newbies off of the boat. Well, right now we're rolling with a five, so. I would say if you all stuck together and made sure you're only fighting one mind flare, you might stand a chance, but it's going to be very difficult. I would really? definitely bring probably more friends with you. Rogar is stronger than us. He balances it out. Uh, he has stronger than you, maybe. Too. He's stronger, than, stronger than normal. Here we go. Rogar can't beat me. Y'all got no, a lot to say when he ain't here. I'm telling you. He literally beat you already. <laughs> no, he's never was beat you once. He beat you? Oh, no, that was no move. Okay, it was a fluke. Never mind. Yeah, I'm going to tell Rogar. He's going to whoop he your knows. ass. He knows. <laughs> uh, off in the distance, Yaito is at this tea shop. And he's, he's sniffing around the tea and taking a sniff. And Elroy is behind him looking at other tea. Rogar's looking bored in the shop and his ears perk a bit. Oh, did somebody say my name? <laughs> Achoo! <laughs> Why does he sneeze with a flourish? <laughs> a flourish. Yatari just goes, well, uh, if there's any other information you'd like to know about the Illithids or the Mind Flayers, just, I mean, you are in the city of colleges and of Lande. So this would be the place to learn more about them. If I remember when we first met, you guys were looking for information um, on the werewolves. So I, I'm sure you could find some information on, on more mind flares. You could probably ask people at the guild. Maybe some of them have, you know, gone toe to toe against the mind flare. Oh yeah, we like to keep our information close to home, especially werewolves. Hmm. Oh, why is that? Um... We just... Would you look at the time? Yeah, what's uh, where's this Professor Yaktaveli at? Uh, as you're saying that, the student behind everybody that was standing near the statue, he's like right there. He just heard the entire conversation. Uh, he's gonna walk away and be like, well, "Not like, not like they're werewolves." And he's walking what? away. That's not what anyone said. <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, it's like okay, all right. Well, let's go ahead and, and go meet Professor Yacavelli and see if if he's available to see what's going on. And she's gonna turn around, walk past the skeleton of the Illithid, and lead you guys to the office quarters of the professors. And as you guys walk through the tower, you go up another floor. On the second floor of the tower is where the offices for the professors are, and you get there, and she brings you to this office with a, a wooden door and a glass, and she just knocks on it. And as she knocks on it, it slowly creaks open. And as it does, she peeks her head in. But as she's doing so, across the hall, you guys notice another professor's door. And it is closed, though, but it has Stop. Professor Tobias Sorry about that. written on the door. 
if you remember Tobias. Yeah. Montero. <laughs> Professor Tobias Montero. We should tell him. Wait, can Atari can hear us? Yeah, Atari can hear you. Uh, she looks behind her shoulder at Isu uh, Isundra and then over at the other professor's door, Tobias's door. Uh, I mean, if you know him, I mean, I guess you can, but I it doesn't look like he's in. The lights look off in his office right now. I knock on the door. You knock on Tobias's door? Mm -hmm. As you knock, you don't hear any response. Mm. We should come back and talk to him later. Uh, I mean... If you know him, then yeah, come back and stop yeah, by and talk him. to him. I don't I know Tobias weird. Montero, though. I think he's a newer professor around these parts. That, that name doesn't strike, it doesn't ring a bell for me. Actually, he probably moved in a couple weeks ago, actually, from a different building. Was he not a professor last time we met him? I mean, I mean he was a professor, oh. but he probably he moved offices. But Yatari uh, is going to lead you guys back into... Um, Yacavelli's office and as you guys step in there you have you all see Professor Yacavelli you see this this gnome long beard white hair monocle he's sitting at his desk looking through some paperwork he looks up at everyone ah oh, good afternoon what can I do for all of you and he looks and he notices Yatari oh hello Yatari are these your friends and she just nods yeah they're they're actually from the Adventurers Guild uh, they're here to actually ask you questions about the quest you put up. Oh, is that right? He, he looks over at the four of you. Uh, you all look like some tough individuals. Ah, so you're here for the quest, huh? What, what's your experience? Look tough? What? You haven't heard of us? Yes, we look tough. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't heard of you. I don't know who you are. What, what kind of experience do you have? What you want to know? I mean, have you, what have you fought? Have you, have you been outside the walls of New Tempest? Have you been in some caves, some caverns? Have you fought monsters before? Yeah, we've seen some shit. Uh, have you know, we took down a bullet. A land shark, a harpy, a werewolf, multiple werewolves, a merewolf. Sahakwin pirates. But wait, a merewolf, what's that? It's a merewolf. See, it's so, up, it's so up the ladder, you wouldn't even have heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you all have more than enough experience. So you're here to, to investigate the underground lair, right? Yes. Interesting. He, he uh, closes up the book that he was writing in, and he opens up his desk, and he pulls out another piece of paper, and he, he unfolds the paper, and it's, it's like a map. Well, so here's the information. Down below this tower, we were digging we found the entrance to this underground cavern or basement or a lair, whatever you want to call it. According to our blueprints, this was never there. It's actually shocking because uh, you would think we would have known about it. It's right under the tower. And no one here seems to know what's in there. And we want to inspect it to see what's down there. However, we know how things like this go. And I don't want to risk any of the professor's lives or any of my students. So we're going to hire you to inspect what's down there. If there's anything dangerous, destroy it, leave it, and uh, we'll inspect it once everything is safe. Question. Do yes. you know who exactly built this tower? Yes, we do. 
Oh. Many, 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 many years ago, one of the, they're not local any longer, but there was a, a company that built it that was hired by the king himself. Well, the king's family, I should say. This goes before the king. New Tempest is older than the current king, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but that business has long been gone, and who knows what happened to them. They went out of business or something. I don't know, but they're not around anymore. So this business built this tower with a secret entrance. Yes, I guess so. That's the only explanation. What else would there be? Uh, All right. Yes, and it wasn't included in the blueprint, so don't you find that odd? Oh, yeah. No No one finds it odd. In castles so that they could put, like, concubines... You know, the secret that way to the, get to the concubine to your bedroom. Yeah, don't tell that to Magor. Like he killed all the people who built it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he looks at the four of you. But that's the current situation. So, again, I don't know what's down there. I'm going to assume there's something down there. You always assume these things when you don't know what you're getting into. Especially in a world like today. There might be a monster down there. Who knows? There might even be someone living down there. We don't want to go down there. But explore it. And whatever you do, if you see anything valuable, do not break it. If there's anything that could be of use that we can study, leave it alone, unless it's a monster itself. You, then you can kill it, and then we'll study it after it's dead. Damn. <laughs> but I'm not trying to keep a monster alive and change while I'm studying it. What do I look like? An evil professor in like science business or something? I'm oh, not no. some crazy alchemist. You kind of do look like that. You sound like it too. You're giving me like weird vibes. I'm a freaking archaeologist. I study like fossils and shit. I'm I don't want to study a live creature that's going to kill me. Now, some other archaeologists might want to study live creatures. I, for one, like to survive. I'm not a fighter. Clearly. Yes. Now, the school of the College of Archaeology is offering 8,000 gold. That's a lot of money. All right. And the reason they're, they're offering that much is because this tower is probably older than all of us here. It's ancient. Not as old as the dragons, of course, but this underground layer could have anything in it. It could be extremely dangerous. It could have traps for all we know. 8,000 gold is a lot. All right. So if you're lucky, there won't be much down there and you'll get easy eight go- uh, 8,000 gold. But if there is something down there, you're definitely going to have to earn it. Listen, we're Captain Go. We are not lucky. <laughs> if there's something that goes bad, we always meet it. And just so you all know, if anything happens to the rest or any of you down there, it is not the liability of the college. You get it? You got it? I was pirate contract with the Adventurers Guild. Didn't even cross our mind. Thanks for putting it in our minds. Right. <laughs> Make sure you write your wife and let her know what happened, just in case. Yeah, if there's, if there's any, like, wills or anything you have, talk to the Adventurers Guild about that. We're not covering any liabilities here. Well, Damien, you got to work double time. Check it for traps. He rolls up his sleeves. He's not wearing sleeves. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, my guess is it can't be that big of a lair. But who knows? I can take you there right now if you wish to go take take a look. 
if for some reason you make it to a certain part, you're more than welcome to leave and come back up to rest. I can't, I can't imagine this, you know, taking longer than a day or so. But I'm going to give you the key and follow me, all right? Good. And he, he's going to get up. He grabs this key in his desk. And he begins to walk out of the office. And all of you continue to follow him. And he leads you guys back down to the first, the lobby. And then he takes you to a, a door that he unlocks with the key. And it leads you guys further down into the basement. And as you go down the basement, there's a bunch of, like, storage boxes, shelving. What you would normally expect to see in a basement that has all the storage for the archaeology uh, college. There's fossils down there, things like that. Everything's well sorted. But he continues to walk down a hallway and now it starts to get a little darker and there's the hallways lit with torches he continues forward and when you guys continue forward you come to this dead end wall the stone wall that's been broken in and he looks over at the rest of you see this this stone wall we ended up breaking it down busting it down we need more space down here and this is how we found this stupid thing but if you see over here just be careful stepping through this wall he he walks through the the hole in the wall and all the stone that's around you soon, soon turns into dirt. And you see several torches lit, kind of keeping this cave-like entrance oh, uh, lit. And he continues walking down further into this, this cave. And you guys eventually hit on the ground. There is a wooden like panel on the ground with a metal ring on it. And he points down. That's the door. You have to climb down. See what I mean? That we're we're deep underground now. There's no stone around us. It's all dirt around here. This was not in the blueprints, man. Mm-hmm. So we have to climb down a hatch. Yep. And he he grabs the metal ring on the hatch and he lifts it open. It's about five feet wide. Mm. You have to go down one at a time. And that ladder looks pretty old, so I'd be very careful. Can I roll to see like if we well, can we like see the bottom or is it just dark it's dark you can't see the bottom you're gonna have need lights okay yatari looks at the party uh, is it really dark down there uh damien i can i can cast uh you know some lights for us if we need i don't think i can do that yeah yeah i don't think oh, uh how deep it go it does it looks deep you, you can't see because it's because it's dark. What's your dark vision at? Sixty feet. As you look down, you can see at about sixty feet. You can see the bottom, but it's extremely dark. You, your guess is it's about sixty feet deep. Well, uh, it goes down about sixty feet. Yutari, mm-hmm. do your thing. All right. So Yutari looks at Yakavelli, uh, Professor. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them, and he looks at her. You sure about that? You're not a fighter, you tie. She goes, no, I'm not really, but I can summon elementals now, and I do want to see what's down there. I want to see how strong my elementals are. And he just shrugs, and eh, whatever. It's your life, not mine. <laughs> Damn. Um, and he looks at them. Well, come back up if there's anything dangerous that you can't take on. Just come back up and let us know. I'm going to tell the other professors that we have that you guys are down there so we can have someone keep watch of this hedge, because I'm not going to keep watch. And um, he's going to watch you all slowly begin to go down. And 
Yatari casts uh, dancing lights, and you see these three little light orbs begin to fly around her, and she sends them down into the hatch, and you can now see the ground beneath 60 feet below, and she begins to climb down. Are you all climbing down? Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and pay attention to the map now. Um, all right. As you all climb down, you reach the bottom, and as you do, the ground beneath you is all dirt. It's very hard dirt, but the dirt around you seems to have like a green tint to it. You see there's vines actually kind of um, scattered all over the ground, like roots and vines, and then you also see like mushrooms kind of everywhere. Um, Are there anything like different looking about these vines or they just vines they just vines okay all right let's take a look around so who uh wants to lead itari she has a light i can <laughs> uh, no one's gonna walk eddie is going to lead and uh does well she has just as i said she has three uh flying orbs that can fly around yeah. the area it doesn't have to be on her i mean i have the light cantrip so i can just like touch something and light it up Okay. Uh, does anyone have like a bag of stones that they don't need? A bag of what? Stones. Just some random objects you don't need. Look on the ground. Uh, Eddie looks around. Uh, does he find any just random stones? Make me, make me uh, either a survival check or investigation check. Uh, let's see. Whatever's better for you. I have some troll things in cloud. <laughs> troll things. I have random shit. I still have a <gasps> thing in my art thing. This is land sharks. Yeah, he's gonna pick up some rocks for you. Probably sell that stuff. No. one's gonna pick up some rocks for you. Oh, Julian, no. Some stones. I've seen that once. Damn. And are you looking around? You're just finding vines. Don't I find any stones that would be useful. But Nomu, you're able to spot a small rock, and you're able to pick it up. Here, use this. Okay. Eddie is going to take these rocks, uh, cast light cantrip on them, and just like toss them ahead. Okay. Some vision. That's pretty sweet. That's- As you do so, you reveal in the darkness these stone like stairs that are leading up to this, uh, this, do- this stone door that's cracked open. And the stairs that lead up only about five feet are covered in the vines, has moss all over it. It's been centuries, you would assume, that these stairs have been here. Many years. This place looks old and forgotten. But you see this stone door that's cracked open that you can uh, walk through if you wanted to open it right here. Um, Are there any traps? I do not want to fall in an ancient trap. Believe me. Well, that would probably be Damien's expertise, right, Damien? Yep. <laughs> so Don't I'm going to step forward. Here's the door uh, right here. Um, what would I roll for that? I'd like to check. Uh, you can roll an investigation. Mm-hmm. 16. Ooh. All right. So you walk up to that stone door up the stairs a bit. And as you do so... Um, you kind of look around the door. It's cracked open a bit. And as you're inspecting it, you don't necessarily with a 16 notice any particular traps about the door that might seem dangerous at all. 
Hmm. You don't see like any latches or, or like holes where an arrow might come out or you don't see blades kind of hanging over you or below you or anything like that. Hmm. Looks relatively harmless. I'll and go through I'll go through first just to be sure. Okay. So let me go and reveal the area. As you go in, Damien, you step in, and as you walk through, the area around you seems to look like a kind of like a weird dungeon with some experimental things going on. Hit, make me a perception check. Itari's gonna follow you. Yeah, I want to take a look too. <laughs> okay, Damien. Perception of nine, you're looking around. All you really see are the major things that stand out. The two things that stand out to you, there's two wooden beds with chains tied to them, and you see that uh. there are two skeletons chained to these wooden beds. And on the far side of the room, you also see another stone door that looks just like the one you entered, except this one is closed. But that's all you see with the perception of nine. Nomu, you see a little bit more. Nomu, you see over here this door that's closed. Mm -hmm. It has three different indents on the door. Like you could like put like a plaque in them and each one. And you're kind of inspecting it a little bit. And each indent has a different like symbol engraved in it. One, you see the symbol of like a water drop. Another one has the symbol of like a flame. And then there is a leaf in another symbol. And then you also notice over here uh, to the side of the room, there's a bunch of mushrooms that are fairly large with stuff on them. There's like, there's like dust and also like a quill. And there's also a tablet on the mushrooms over here. One uh, small little stone tablet. I'm gonna check out that tablet. I All mentioned right. the, I mentioned the, uh, the doors though and the indentations on it. Okay. It, uh, Yatari is fascinated by the this door, and she goes to look at the door, and she kind of just touches it with her hand. Nothing happens, and she kind of gives it a push. Ah, seems locked. But if, if if there's anything, it probably has to do with these like indents in the door, probably keys or something. We need. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that it takes like three keys. Guys, there's one of these bodies on the bed. Yeah. Go ahead and make a uh, investigation check. Nice, nice. But searching all over that body. Yeah, you're searching the skeletons on the wooden beds that are chained. They're both humanoid looking, about average size, and you're you're looking down at the bones. As you're investigating around them, you don't necessarily see anything that would particularly describe how they died, but Isundra. One of the skeletons has a blanket kind of over it halfway. And you kind of look under the blanket and you find a tablet, a stone tablet. Mm -hmm. Same size as one that um, Nomu's grabbing for, or looking at on the mushroom. Okay. And the, if you pick it up, you'll see the tablet in Asundra's hand. Here's a stone tablet with the uh, water symbol on it, the water drop. Bro, it's like the like Legend of Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Put them in the thing. <laughs> yeah. And Nomu, if you're looking at the tablet that's on the mushroom, yep. you look down at it and it looks like it has a leaf symbol on it. Like it's shaped like a leaf? Yes. Interesting. He's going to pick it up. Okay. And walk it over to the door. Mm. Okay. And 
Yatari looks over. So Isundra, you found one and Nomu found one. So that's two. And she was looking at the door. So it looks like we need three. All right. I guess I'll roll and see if I can find anything. Rolling like dirt. All right. Damien's looking around with investigation of 12. Damien, you just, this place is, is old and somewhat messy. And you just can't, you can't find the other tablet. You're just not sure where it's at. Does Eddie R want to try and find it? Uh, or what's yeah. Eddie R doing? Eddie R trying to find it. See investigation? Yeah. 14. Eddie R, you're walking around, looking around with Damien. And you feel a tug at your foot and you almost trip. And as you almost trip, you look down and there's this torn carpet underneath of you. You're standing on it right now. And mm. it, it's kind of like, hmm, what could be under that carpet that would make you trip? Do you want to pull the carpet back to see what's underneath it with the rug? I announce, uh, let everyone know that the carpet's there first. Okay. Uh, everyone come over here. Take a look at this. What is it? Seems to be some sort of carpet that uh, I almost tripped over. It might be something underneath it. Look at feet. Move. Sooner tears it up. <laughs> Sooner just grabs the rug and tears it. the The rug is old, disgusting looking. It has moss all over it, vines, and yeah, it seems like you have some. Wouldn't touch it. You have some uh, difficulty lifting it up, but you're eventually able to rip it from the ground. It's already torn and in shambles, but as you do, there's a small wooden hatch the size of like someone's hand that's in the ground that has vines all over it. It's closed. Oh, what's that? I open it. You open it? I open it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to stop me. I'm opening it. <laughs> well, ain't no one stopping you. This cat and go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Isundra, you open the hatch. As you open the hatch, you notice oh. down into this small little cubby in the ground, you find the third tablet. And on this third tablet, you see the symbol. I lift it up and go, da, 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 da. there's a fire symbol. <laughs> Do you grab it? Uh, it's just it's just laying there in the, in the hatch. Yes. Okay, so Isundra grabs the tablet. Isundra, as you grab the tablet, the, the tablet seems like it's on a, pl a metal plate. Uh oh. And as oh, the no. tablet's weight comes oh, no. off of the plate, the door you entered slams shut behind you, and it you all hear the like it locked. Hey, quick, put it back. As as it locks, you guys can hear like this hissing sound. Yatari is looking around, like, what what is that sound? And as you hear the hissing sound, green gas begins to fill the, the air. Alice in Borderlands. Oh, this is some Resident Evil One. Put it back. Uh, <laughs> he said, I put it. I drop it. I drop it back on the plate. As you drop it back on the plate, nothing happens. Fuck. The gas continues. What do you guys do? You have limited time. It's gas. Me and you are Gas. to fill the air. You have one round to do what you're trying to do. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do one second. Um, Let's go ahead and get everyone's turn order up here. So click on your character gas. and roll initiative. You're not really fighting the gas. I'm just, this is going to tell me who goes first. It ain't me. All right. <laughs> so it goes to Damien, Eddie Nomu, Isundra, and then Yatari. All right. So the gas quickly begins to fill the room. Uh, Damien, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm picking that tablet that she dropped back up since it didn't do anything. 
and I'm covering my face. Everybody run to the door. See if we can put these in. All right. So there's three different indents in the door that you could put them in. Each one has a symbol on it of this, that match the three that are on the tablets that you guys have. Yep. Where do you put that one? Uh, this is the fire one, right? Yes. Yeah, I put mine where it says fire. <laughs> okay. So as you put that in where it says fire, it locks into place and it glows red and the fire symbol on the tablet, it slowly gr gr glows like this faint red. All right. <coughs> All right. All right. So that's one. Our Eddie are, what are you doing? Uh, who has the other two tablets? I have a water one. And no more has to leave. Yep. Uh, IDR is going to cast. Uh, where did I put it? My spells too many. Oh, you said you have the leaf. I thought you said you had the leave. <laughs> and he has the he has the the nook the nook tablet. Yeah. I'm gonna cast protection from poison on myself. Okay. Was that resistance or? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, for the duration, target has advantage of saving throws against being poisoned. It has resistance to poison damage. Okay, gotcha. All right, so you see Eddie, he's like, fuck this. He's casting resistance <laughs> to himself on poison. Damn. All right, Nomu, what are you doing? Nomu's uh, going to uh, shove Damien a little to the side and <laughs> insert the leaf. Ah, move aside. <laughs> he's putting the leaf in a uh, tablet inside the door. All right, and into the leaf socket? Yep. All right, as you do so, it locks into place and it glows a faint color as the leaf glows a bit. All right, Isundra, you have the, the water tablet. I shove the water one in there. <laughs> you quickly <laughs> shove it in and as you do, it locks into place and it slowly begins to glow a faint uh, coloring. As you do so, after a few seconds, you guys hear the gas begins to quicken and the tablets all shoot out of the door and fall onto the ground. Oh no, it's some Pokemon shit. And <laughs> I'm gonna need everyone to make I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw. The gas oh, gets no. thicker. Oh, no, Dios no. mio. Oh no. It's, oh no. Dios Rolling mio. fire. Damien's double wrapped his cape around his head. Like that dude we jumped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, all right, Sundra. All right, I mean, I rolled a one for you, Tari. So, Shit. Nomu, Ediar, and regrets coming with uh, us. Damien, you all will take half of this damage. Sundra, you'll take full. All right, so oh, do I take one fourth because of my resistance to poison? Yes, basically, you'll take half of the half. All right, so it's nine total damage of poison what damage. The fuck? You, you start breathing the gas in, and the Atari begins to cough. Ah, someone, that, that's not the right combination. And she well, takes nine, she takes nine, nine damage. Yep. So if you uh, succeeded, you take half of nine, round down. And then Eddie already take half of the half. I take two damage. Poison damage. As you uh, take the, the poison damage, though, um, you just hear the, the gas begins to like quicken and thicken in the room. All right, we're back to- uh, You have to fight water with fire, and fire with leaf and leaf with water. <laughs> you ever play Pokemon Blue? 
Yatari is looking around and uh, Damon, you are up. Uh, what? So, uh, put fire where? Put the fire on the leaf. <laughs> Wait, the would that make it leaf. worse? That's a forest fire. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Do it. Damien puts fire on the leaf. All right. As you put the fire tablet on the leaf tablet or the uh, indent, as it goes in, it locks into place and it glows a little brighter than it did before. Mm-hmm. Eddie, are you next? Uh, hmm. I don't even the most... know the answer. What do you mean, hmm? <laughs> I have a tablet in my hand. <laughs> They're on the ground. You can pick them the up. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Lazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, we can put the fire tablet in the leaf slot, right? Yes. Uh, I'll grab the leaf tablet and put it in the was it the water spot? If it's Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Belief in the water. Yeah. All right. So, Eddie, are you quickly put the tablet into the door? It locks into place and it glows a bit brighter than before. All right. No move. Are you grabbing the last tablet? Yep. (laughs) Inserts the water into the fire. All right. As you insert the water tablet into the door, it locks into place and it glows brightly. And as it does so, you hear the door behind you and it slowly opens the gas slowly stops and the door in front of you slowly opens and you're able to escape the gas room nine damage let me in let me in let me in jeez i need so, water i, said, I don't want ancient traps <laughs> So the door opens before you. Do you guys rush into the next room? Oh, yeah. All right. The gas is still in that air lingering, but it's it's not coming into the room any longer. All right. When you guys enter the next room. Who built this place? It looks more of like a camp, but also a camp that had tables and chairs that are all busted made out of wood. It's it's a mess in here. All the tables and all the chairs are busted on the ground, broken. There's a fire pit you can see that's made out of stone that's all destroyed. Uh, there's our, There are also boxes that are empty that look like they've been destroyed as well. You notice all around you, there's glass kind of lying all over the place, broken glass. And I'm not going to describe anything else unless you guys look around. And you can see at the far end of the room, there's another door that's closed. I'm going to roll perception. Nope. Oh, I'm still it, trying to catch my breath. Right, your eyes are watering. <laughs> yep, your eyes are still watering. You're still coughing. No, uh, you can't see. Yep, no, with a nine. You're not able to do much. Damien, you're still coughing from the gas with a five. But uh, Isundra with a 23, Eddie with a 14. As you guys enter the room, you're looking around, and Eddie and Isundra, as you're looking around, you get the sense that some of this broken glass looks like they could have been like vials of some kind. You're looking around, and one of the broken desks that's on the ground scattered beneath the floor, or on the floor beneath you, uh, there are several like ripped up, shredded pieces of paper. It's at the point where you can't even read what might have been on that paper it's so shredded there's no way you can fix it at this point but your guess eddie and asundra it looks like maybe someone of like 
uh, messed around with maybe alchemy of some kind. It looks somewhat like a, a, a small, a small half-baked like laboratory. Mm, like a meth lab? Kinda, yeah. Some breaking bad shit. Yep. But that's what you kind of gather by looking around here. There's nothing dangerous that, that jumps out at you, really. But there is that door. There's another stone door. It's smaller than the door you just entered, but it's closed shut. What do you guys do? Uh, see, with this traps, it seems like someone has something to hide. It seems a little sus. What do you find? A meth lab. <laughs> meth? Mm -hmm. It what? looks a little sus, like someone was cooking up something they shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> yeah, or, thing. or they got raided. Somebody took all their information or wanted to destroy evidence that they were doing anything. I think I'm going to roll a survival check. Uh, destroying evidence. Tracks or anything. Okay. If it is alchemy, it's like anything. a forbidden thing. Right. As you're all talking between each other, Nomu's looking around for tracks or anything with a survival check with a 13. Nomu, with a 13, you don't really find any like footprints or anything, but you do notice near the door leading up to the door, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like broken glass leading up to the door, and the vines have kind of gathered all around it. The, uh, the growth, the plant growth here has overtaken whatever might have been beneath it so the, the plant growth is just too strong and it's been here for too long that anything that had left a track or a trace many years ago is being covered by the plant growth at this point so you don't see anything other than some glass by the leading up to the door hey there's a trail of broken glass leading up to that door mm. you're just gonna mention it <laughs> to everyone and no one well i want to step on it Let's see if we can find a way out of here. Doesn't look like much else. Any more traps? Yatari's gonna look at uh, look at Damon. Uh, please inspect that door before you try to open it. Uh, I might stand over here by this door just in case <laughs> this room <laughs> locks like the prior one did. Okay, so I'm going. The door's over here. All right, so Damon's gonna check it out with investigation. Yep. Oh my, why do oh. I? Oh, oh, let me assist on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna assist. What did I get? All right, better. Damon's right. checking the door, she's not finding any traps at all. Anything on the door, no more. You're kind of like assisting, looking for traps as well. Um, you guys do find that the door freaks open as you touch it, but nothing happens. Uh, I need some WD 40. It, it's a very loud creak. It only creaks open. It doesn't like slam open. Hmm. I'm gonna just peek in there and see. Okay. Make me a perception check. All right. As you peek into the room or the hallway that leads into, you notice this long hallway that's dark, but at the very end, you notice another hatch that's open with a ladder leading down. Hey, there's another hatch. It's all the way at the end of the hall, though. You mean we have to go further down? Looks like it. There's another ladder. Uh, all right, let's go check it. All right, so you guys are all going to the, the ladder going down? 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Eddie. Sure. The red flags are bursting, man. <laughs> we would have choked on gas for nothing if we turn back now. Uh, we might as well. Uh, the guitar is like, wait, wait. Before we go down there, let me summon something because I don't know what's down there. And I feel like after what we just witnessed, there might be something down there. And she's she's gonna and I, I kind of really want to summon it just in case I want to see what it can do. And she's gonna okay. use a, a custom spell, homebrew spell, Yatari special summon level one. <laughs> and she's able to summon one of the four elements, a minor element with the stats that I listed below. And she summons a fire elemental. And it's a it's a small element, nothing fancy about it. It just looks like a, a humanoid little fire Groot. And it just starts dancing as it appears. And she's like, oh, look at it. Look at it. And it's just dancing, doing its thing. But it's burning as it dances. Hey, get it. Hey, 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 hey. Uh. <laughs> Guitar's like, see, I can do it. I can do it. I did it at the uh, at Bersora's, but I can do it here too. It's going to be useful if we need it to burn something, especially there's a lot of plant growth down here. It can burn stuff if we need it to. Don't burn us. Good stuff. Now let's go. Are you going to send it down the ladder first? I mean, I can if you want me to. Well, we didn't burn the ladder. Never mind. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> uh, is going to uh, grab another rock and use a light cantrip on it and throw it down. Okay. Uh, as you throw it down, it goes down probably about 30 feet before it hits the ground. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, say, as you look down, I'm going to reveal to the left of this map, you just see this on the left. The ladder just hits the ground, more plant dirt. You can't see anything else, though. Mm -hmm. I guess we check it out. It's a ladder. All right, I'll go down. All right. It's hard to be like, ah, you all go first. I'll go last. Yeah, no one's just going to go down there. He's going to brave it. Okay. Everyone else going? Um, yeah, we can't dark vision to see. Wait, I want to use my perception real quick since I'm down here. So well, I got my dark let me, vision. Let me pos position everybody first. All right. All right, everyone position your characters how you want. Something about to happen. I don't even know where mine went. I don't know where yours went. Here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, go ahead and position where you want. So as the party slowly goes down the ladder, you all hit it. You uh, reveal this actually this extremely large room, actually, that's made of nothing but plant growth, dirt. But the walls around you aren't dirt, and they're not made out of a plant or anything like that, anything natural. It's actually all stone walls that it looks man-made at some point. Hmm. But I'm going to go ahead, make your perception checks, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, reveal this map. Oh, I don't see nothing. <laughs> Shame. Oh, my God. So, uh, seven, six, and a nine, Damien, Eddie, Arnomu. You're all quickly looking around. You only notice the major stuff at quick glance. There's a lot of broken wooden furniture all over the place. There's more glass the plant growth is strong in this room. The stone walls have vines covering it all over. There's several like mounds on the ground from like the plant growth growing from beneath. Uh, there's another fireplace made out of stone over here to the left of you. And that's about all you really see with the 
everything under a 10. You just see the major stuff. You don't see anything that stands out, particularly stands out, I should say. Sundry, you better look. Take a look. <laughs> Somebody's got to see something. Perception. Yeah, perception. There we go. Perception 12. Isha, you're looking around. You see everything else that they do, but you do notice something different. That's You notice the very end of the room, to the right, there are these large like containers made out of glass that have vines and just moss kind of covering them completely with a perception of 12 you're not sure what the containers are but you can see there are large containers that stand at about 10 feet tall and they're about five feet wide like containment kind of containers and <laughs> this room looks somewhat like a laboratory uh, laboratory as well except more sophisticated than the one up above. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what does the party do? It's silent down here. You don't hear any sounds or anything like that. I don't see anything. It just looks like a, a room with a bunch of plants. Guitar's looking around. It, it, it looks kind of like a laboratory. That, that's, that's odd. A laboratory down here? Hidden? And she's going to step forward with her elemental and she's looking around. Uh, well, I don't see anything dangerous. How about we spread out and see what's around here? Any eyes see anything? As no. you're all walking around, uh, Damien, you slowly walk closer to those containment things that uh, Isundra had spotted. And they're all covered with the moss, but you do see there's like glass containers. Do you walk up to them? Uh, about here. These things here. All right, uh, go ahead and make me either, uh, actually make me an investigation check. You're kind of looking at this container. All right, with a 12, you can't see the entire container, what's in it because of the moss and the plant growth, but there's parts of the container where you can see into, and it looks like there's liquid inside of the containers. But with a 12, you do, you do see like, a, like, like, a, like a something in the container. You just don't know what it is. Hey, I found like a fish tank. Oh, yeah. No, Moo, you want some fish? Yes. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> swaggers up to her. <laughs> hey, what'd you find? What's that? I don't know. It looks like something in water. He's going to try to take a look inside. All right. See if he can peek through the vines or something. All right, you get right up to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and move your character. See, Let me see where you're at. All right. No, Moo. You step up and you're moving the vines and stuff out of the way. And as you're doing so, you begin to realize this container has very thick glass. And as you do, you see there's like water or liquid in the container. And you start to see more of that figure that Damien had saw in the container. As you do, um, uh, Yatari sends one of her dancing lights over to you because it is dark in here. Um, but when her dancing light comes to you, reveals like part of the 10 foot tall container you notice there is a figure inside of it it looks like a humanoid figure but it looks like some some person with like plant-like attributes scattered all over its body it doesn't look like a human but it, it has a humanoid shape head shoulders arms legs but it has like plant growth all around it think of maybe like a thin version of like swamp thing or something. Hey, Tardy, come over here. It looks like someone's trapped in this tube. Uh, what? 
and she she kind of rushes over. You say it's been down here for centuries. I don't know about centuries, quite some time. And she's gonna look into it. What? What is that thing? It looks like a like a plant person. And she she taps she taps the the container, and you just hear it tap tap, and it doesn't make a sound. It doesn't do anything like the thing inside the container. It's just kind of just floating there in the liquid. It doesn't open its eyes or anything like that. It just sits there. And she's like, I, I have no no idea what this could be. Definitely like something someone's experiment or something. Somebody in your uh, your college is up to no good. Uh, this thing could not have been here for centuries, right? I mean, this this room looks ancient and decrepit. I I can't imagine anyone currently at the college coming down here on a daily basis. We just knocked the wall down a couple of days ago, and they found this. There's no way someone's currently using this. But your professor has the key. The the key to the basement that led to the storage room, not not the key to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Yacobelli, that bastard. Look at it, sus. All right, so as you're kind of looking at that, though, there is still another container over here. And uh, is anyone else kind of looking around the room for anything else? And yeah, no one wants to look at the other container, too, see if there's anyone in there. Uh, while you guys yeah, are. Yeah, I'm going over. <laughs> Damien and. Uh, Damien and uh, no more really a fast day with these containers. What's Asundra and Eddie are doing? I'm going on the other side and just kind of look and see if I can, I don't know, find a door or something. Is there any exit? All right. So as you're looking around, the stone walls, again, look man-made. You don't find any doors or any exits. Um, but make me an investigation check, Asundra, because you're kind of looking around. Well... Eight. You're looking around, you definitely don't find a door or anything what? like that. Um, you don't really necessarily see anything. You see some pottery that's broken, and you also see a wooden chest near you. Link's been here, but not yeah, <laughs> nothing uh, like of that nature. Eddie, R, are you gonna do an investigation check anywhere else around the room? Uh, not particularly. Eddie R is wanting to brighten the place up a bit more, so he's just grabbing random debris. Casting the light cantrip and just throwing it around. Throwing it around. Okay. Eddie R is lightening the room a bit. And because he's doing that, let's just say you sooner you have an uh, advantage on that investigation. Yay. So with a 22, um, you're looking around. You you're not seeing anything at first. But as Eddie R is lightening the room, you do notice there is something sticking out of one of the broken wooden chests right next to you. What do you mean sticking out? You notice like a like a glass tube sticking out with like a cork in it. Um, right here on the map in this chest. I touch it. Nothing happens. I pull it out. You pull out this glass-like container, and as you do so, you have to open up the chest a bit. And as you do that, you pu you pull out this potion, this vial of liquid in it, and you notice in the chest there's another potion of liquid in it. Color is it? One of the potion is a greenish liquid. The other has like a grayish liquid. Mm. I pocket it. All right. So I mean, I can. They can see me doing it, right? I mean, yeah, you can tell them. I mean, guys, I have a gray, a gray potion. Gray and green. Gray and green. 
And what's it taste like? Green, green potion. Oh, I don't want to eat it. What the fuck? At least smell it. Okay, I'll smell it. They smell terrible. Like, <laughs> death. Do you know what it is? The Atari comes over to Lysundra. Uh, uh, looks like a potion. Let, let me see. And she takes at least, she takes the green one and she inspects it and she's going to roll an arcana check. And uh, let's go and see what she gets. Oh. Got a nine. She's like, I, the smell is disgusting. I, I'm not too sure what this potion might do, but let me check the other one. And she checks the other one. Um, I'm going to roll another Arcana check. Okay. With a 10. She goes, oh, that's what thinks really bad, too. I, I'm not too sure what these do. I have no idea. Uh, someone, one of the professors might know, though. I wouldn't drink it, though, just in case. You don't want to look like that. You don't want to look at that thing in the in that glass container, do you? It might be something that makes you into that. Oh my God. You guys want me to take a look? Uh, uh, sure. Sure. No. All right. So, which potion are you looking at? The green or gray? The green. As you look over the green potion with an Archon of 16 Ediar, you sniff it a little bit. It seems like a familiar scent to you as you're. As you're looking at it, you get the sense that there's magic involved with this potion. And with a 16, I'll say you you have an idea of what the potion is. You're not too sure, but your guess is it's a potion of flying. Of what? Flying. I'm not entirely sure, but my best guess would be a potion of flying. Oh. We'll probably have to double check this, though. I wouldn't drink it until we can Should get I a try it. Oh. It's not like you needed it, ADR. You're right. You're right. Let me check the other potion. All right. Go ahead and roll another Arcana. All right. You check the gray potion with the Arcana of Levin. It's the same as uh, Yatari. You both and you and Asundra, all three of you have no idea what this gray potion is. Is, I, is a flying potion something you would have to hide? Uh, I don't think so. It just makes you float if that's really what it is. It's like you can fly a bit. Why would it be down here? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Sure, it has some horrible side effect. Uh, um, so while they're kind of looking at that, those potions, the two of you, you're looking at this other container. As you look at this other container, um, you're pulling off all the moss and the plants. And as you look in the container, you notice there's no liquid in it. And there's a giant hole where the container shattered. There's nothing in the container. Uh, I want to roll an investigation to see if there's any pipes connecting to it, these uh, tubes, or there's a control system anywhere. All right. Make an investigation check. Let's see. Oh! Ooh! Roll 20 Four. hates us today. Yeah, so you're looking around. You don't see any pipes or anything that connects to the tubes. They're just they're just tubes with, with liquid. Well, one doesn't have liquid or a figure in it any longer. And there's a shattered area on the side of it that looks like whatever was in there possibly came out. Um, where's the other one? Nomo's ears go back a little bit and he kind of just backs <laughs> away a little bit. All right. Um, as you begin to back away, you all hear this loud mechanism begin to move up above. The hatch up above shuts and it hey, locks. What was that? And gas begins to fill the room. 
Ah, uh, not again. <laughs> and as the gas fills the room, this room is much bigger. It's going to take much longer for it to fill the room. But you see this green gas begins to fill the room. And as it does so, a movement, you can feel the ground beneath all of you begin to shake and tremble. And there is a large mound sticking up all the way to the north side of the room, closest to Nomu and Yatari. And the mound begins to move. As it does so, this creature, plant-like creature, bursts from the mound and the moss. It is a large creature. And what you see is this plant-like beast slowly begin to move out of the moss. And all around you in the ground, you can see these vines, these twig-like creatures begin to pop out of the ground. And they make these weird sounds. And they're popping up everywhere in the room. And they all have like these faces to them that look vile and they're like grinning evilly. <laughs> and they're just coming from underneath the ground. As they do so, you get the sense that these are not friendly. And I'm going to go ahead and roll. But you see these plant-like creatures. It's called a shambling mound. The large creature that came out from the ground. It's, it's a large ca size category. It's much bigger than all of you. But all the other little twig-like creatures are, are small creatures that come from the ground. They don't look very intimidating, but there's a bunch of them. And they all have like these wooden hands, wooden bodies. And they have these small claws that are sharp that they can scratch you with. And they all begin to burst out of the ground, making these weird sounds. And then the large creature just makes this loud moan and it groans out. <laughs> and they all begin to move towards the party. All right. This is battle time. So, uh, Damien, as this is going on, wh what are you doing? Oh, damn. <laughs> so I'm running right up to this one and I'm just getting down and jiggy with it. I don't okay. like being ran up on. All right. So you attack it. That yep. hits it. Do, do both hit? The Only your rapier. Oh, I'm sorry. Only your short, short sword. sword. Yeah. So uh, for 15 damage, six of its fire. All right. You rush up to this small twig-like creature, and you slash at it with your short sword. It catches on fire, and it starts screaming out in pain, and it bursts into ashes. It is dead. Mm. It's going to be this type of day, huh? And then uh, do you move anywhere else or do anything else? Um, I'm going to come here next to Nomu. Okay. No, or Eddie, what are you doing? You see these twig-like creatures bust out of the ground and they're attacking the party. Eddie is going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. Uh, let's see. So uh, I'm going to make sure that the entire party is immune to it. Uh. Every creature within 15 feet of me, speed is half. And when they enter it for the first time, which they are, they make a wisdom saving throw. And failed save, they take 3d8 radiant. Uh, uh, and on successful, they take half. So Okay. You have the, these two near me are 15 feet or within 15 feet. So they'll take, uh, they'll have to make the save right now. All right. Go ahead. Uh, what kind of save is it, you said? Uh, wisdom saving throw. All right. All right. What about the beat? Say it again. What do I have to beat? 
Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it is. Let's see. Where's my fifteen? Fifteen. All right. Um, these two here. You said. Yep. Are right, they both failed? Okay. The top one will take twelve, and the bottom one will take thirteen. All right. They both uh, take this damage, and as they do so, it, what kind of type damage is it? You said. Uh, radiant. Radiant. They both take the radiant damage. They don't burst in the flames. They're both still standing, but they both kind of fall to their hands and knees. They're both pretty weak. Uh, and then Ediar is going to move 25 feet to here. Uh, because I moved there, these, oh, that's the wrong thing. The two near me, I do believe, are within 15 feet. Okay. Do you guys see the HP bars over their heads? No. No. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, these two near me are within 15 feet. Okay. So they'll have to make the saving throw. All right. One made it. The other did not. This one made it. So the first one will take half of 12, so six. Okay. And the second one will take 15. Okay. All right. The uh, one that took 15, it bursts into radiant flames and it dies turns into ash <laughs> all right eddie is that it yep uh then at the let's see do you believe start of their turns yeah at the start of their turns they also have to make the roll okay gotcha all right nomu you see these twig like creatures coming out of the ground small and they're attacking everybody what are you doing uh first first things first is it daytime when you guys went into the college, it was afternoon. So, yes. All right. That's important. All right. So, <clears throat> he yells out, Isunja, Itari, look alive. Mage Anamur. What so, is, why do you have to pay attention? <laughs> <laughs> look alive. Mage Armor. He's like, check out how cool I look. And he's going to step forward, five foot step towards the shambling mound. All right, big boy, let's see what you got. He's going to use his action surge okay. and then swing at it. All right, go ahead. With the righteous great soul. Oh, righteous great soul. He swung righteously. All right, that hits. And he's going to roll the damage. All right, 15 damage. Nice. You swing your great sword into this plant-like swamp thing creature, and you cut into the vines and the wood, but... He brings a sword back and then comes back in with an extra attack. All right. Uh, there we go. 15. 15. Uh, that hits. Awesome. Let's do that damage again. Roll that back. Nice. 14 damage. Nice. You, you hit it again with your great sword. And you cut off more of the bark on its arm, and it just growls out at you. We don't have time for this. Get lost. <laughs> Isundra, you're next. I am going to try to Eldritch Blast this twig that's near me. The twig? Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, that will hit it. Okay, okay. For uh, eight damage? Yeah. All right. Well, don't you roll three? Or don't you Eldritch Blast... Blast you uh, two d8s now or whatever. Yeah, two beams. Yeah, you have two beams of Eldritch Blast now. 
Really? Get yeah, hype! Because you're level five instead of. Uh... Your skills you're if you're right. Level. So does it do like I just click on the roll again. again? Yeah, you roll again to attack again. Oh, okay. You basically get two attacks, basically. Holy, that's busted. Why would I ever use another skill? I'm never going to get to use this other skill. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you have to hit it again to roll to hit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They lied to me. It's basically like a fighter gets extra attack. Eldritch Blast gets additional beam. Nice. All right, that definitely hits. Just take the 10. Yeah, I'll just use the 10 then. Um, so 18 damage to the, you said the twig closest to you, this one here? Yeah. All right, uh, as soon as she shoots out the Eldritch Blast and both of the beams hit the Groot-looking creature and it explodes into... Can you hit two different targets? Yeah, you can. Interesting, okay. Uh, you can separate your beams. Each beam is a separate target if you want. Um, the twig explodes and it bursts in the fucking wood. It's dead. Okay, I'm gonna move. Oh, are you gonna move? I'm gonna move in this corner. Okay. And then I'm gonna hex the big dude. Okay. That's automatic, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a. I'll hex him. All right. He is now hexed. All right. Yatari's gonna go up and she's just looking around. Oh my god, oh my god. I can prove myself now. This is the time. And um, she is gonna move death down towards the twig down here, and you see Atari, she holds her hands up, and she's going to cast a spell, and she is casting, where's her attacks? Uh, her Ray of Frost. Actually, I'm sorry, a Firebolt. She's doing a Firebolt for twigs. Um, and that's gonna be a 22, that's gonna hit, and that's gonna be a 1d10 damage. That will be... She does five damage with her firebolt to the twig down here, but then her elemental begins to charge at the twig. Like they're called twig blights. This twig blight next to it and Eddie R and it jumps up. This fire looking group jumps up at the wooden group and it hugs on onto it for a 19. And that will definitely hit. And it does like this like claw attack with its fire. And because it's fire, it, Burns the twig creature for even more damage. Well, I rolled my actual die for six damage. Double the damage because it's fire. And you see Yatari's little fire elemental hugs onto the wooden twig. And it just hugs it so tightly it just burns into ashes while the little twig is like... It's actually a very violent scene. <laughs> Yatari is like, hell yes! Get in there, Yatari! <laughs> All right, and now it is the monster's turns. And yeah, I said I have to make decks or saves for these two down here again. No, it's the ones that are within 15 feet of me. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. All right, so the monster's turn, the shambling mound, it moves. Actually, it doesn't move at all. Nomu's right there next to it. He's uh, actually within 15 of me, I think. Oh, the shambling mound is, yeah. yeah. Oh, let me make my decks. All right, I rolled a 17. Uh, you pass. So uh, you take half of 38. Okay. So five. Five damage. All right. So it takes five damage. Uh, it looks at Nomu, who just cut into it, and it growls at Nomu. Nomu. Yeet. It swings down at you for a slam. Are you ready? Yep. Oh, my God. I rolled a natural 20. Oh. All right. So yes. as... As it slams into you, I'm gonna, it tries to hit you again with its other. Let's see if the other one hits you. 17, does that hit you? It just hits. Okay. 
So let me do the damage. Closer. Let me do the damage for the um red. So the, you are gonna take uh, let's see here, eight, nine, nine plus seven. So that's uh sixteen points of damage. So plus eight. Twenty-four points of damage for the first hit. <gasps> first? Yep. You know it always attacks a hundred times. And then the second hit is going to... Oh, I'm down if he does anything higher than ten. The second hit's going to deal nine points of damage. Oh. I got one HP. And because... uh, Because Nomu was hit by both of the slams, I need Nomu to make me uh, escape uh, roll. Either make me uh, your... um, what saves are it? The acrobatic save or athletic save? Either your strength or your agility to escape the, escape the grapple it's about to do to you. Yeah, I'm using the feline agility. Let's use acrobatics. Nice. <laughs> all right, so with an 18. Um, all right, so as it hits you with both slam attacks, it attempts to engulf Nomu. And as it does, Nomu, you're able to avoid being engulfed by the creature. All right. <gasps> Get off me! And with that, this twig is going to charge at Damien, and it flies up at Damien, and it attempts to slash at him. And I rolled a 14. I don't think that hits you, Damien, does it? No. Okay. The other one here comes at Yatari, swings at her, and it's able to hit her for, uh, let's see here, pretty weak damage. Hits her for only two damage. All right. Um, The twig here comes rushing. Um, let's see, can make it here. Those uh, two twigs get what within fifteen feet of me, uh, at fifteen feet of me, so they need to uh, take the damage. Okay. Uh, let's see here. By Bry. Uh, one succeeded, one failed. Okay, the one that succeeded yeah. takes half of fourteen. Uh, the one that failed takes fourteen. So all same. right, the one that failed is next to Yatari. As it rushes at Yatari, it takes on this radiant damage of the aura that Eddie R released and it burns. It's gone. It's down. It's down. <laughs> this... It like flew off screen. Yeah. <laughs> the other twig comes rushing at Nomu and it attacks Nomu. Oh, no. Nomu, you are considered flanked. So it has advantage. Nomu, you're fucked. Uh, I rolled <sighs> a uh, oof, 18. Yeah, it hits. All right. So it deals... I'm down. It deals five damage to Nomu. Down. You see this little twig jumps up and it scratches at uh, Nomu, but I'm going to make that deck for that save for I made a 19 on the save, Eddie R. On, the, on that one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so half of, so seven. All right, it's not down, but it's hurt, but it's able to take Nomu down. I, I All right. every combination of like seven, uh, 14 possible. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um. All right, so as that's going on, uh, it is now the end of the turn. At the beginning, it's a new round. Everyone needs to make me a constitution saving throw. The gas is filling the air. Ooh, could, uh, pull me out of my thing. Uh, All right, Damien passes. Nomu, oh. you're fine, Nomu. Uh, oh, Eastundra fails, and Eddie R fails. It's a, I have some advantage because the thing was an hour, the spell I cast earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, you still uh, fail with the eleven, though. Uh, no. You'll still take <laughs> half poison damage, though. 
All right. So everyone that fails, uh, you take uh, full full damage. Those that succeeded take half. Um, so that's eight points of poison damage total. So, uh, yeah. So everyone that passed it, you take half, and everyone that failed it. And I gotta take- do a a concentration trick, which is d20 plus five, I think. I got no more HP to take half from. Yeah, yeah. You're breathing in poison, Nomu. So, Nomu, um, you automatically take damage because of this. So, Nomu, I unfortunately, Nomu, out of your three death saving throws, you fail one automatically. Uh, I passed my uh, concentration check. All right, it is now Damien's turn. So Nomu is now down. He's still breathing in this poison, and it's hurting him as he's unconscious. Damien, you can see there's still three of these twig-like creatures left with that giant mound, that shambling mound that's still there. And Nomu is close to you, but he is unconscious. What are you doing? So with my dual wielding, can I slash in two different directions at once since I'm flanked? Yeah. Well, let's try it then. This would be the most stylish thing I've done in a while if this hits. <laughs> well. All right, your uh, rapier is definitely going to miss. Damn it. Um, the short sword of flames kiss, though, hits. I need to know which one you're attacking with a short sword. The front one in front of me. This one? All right. Yeah, so by Nomu. Do, all right, so you do uh, eight normal damage plus three fire. As you cut it with your short sword of the flames kiss, it catches on fire and it screams out in pain. And it turns into ash. It is now dead. It can still move. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do uh, cunning action. I'm going to disengage so he doesn't get an attack of opportunity. I'm going to go closer to Nomu and hopefully protect him. Okay. Hopefully that mound will hit me. Okay. I'm trying to stomp him on the ground. You know how Ryan plays. <laughs> wow. You stop to knee, tiny thing. I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did do that to Tani. Yep. Shoe Magoo. Shoe's already down. Yeah, tiny thing. <laughs> All right, Eddie, it is now your turn. Uh, I'm going to move here. Eddie rushes the uh, twig. Actually, oh, goes to the right fallen there. next to fallen Nomu. Uh, make sure it's the right. Good positioning. Yeah, it's good positioning. Uh, that twig with enters within 15 feet of me, uh, so I'll have to make a roll. Okay. Uh, I pass. So it takes half a 13, run it All down, right. so it takes six. Okay. Uh, and then I shall cast Onomu uh, Cure Wounds at level three. Oh, damn. So it'll be 3d8 plus my spellcasting ability. Yep. Modifier. yep, that's right. So 3d8 plus six. 20. All right. Uh, so you got actually uh, 14 there. Yeah. You already got low rolls on the dice. Yep. So Nomu, oh, you, are, you are back up. I mean, you're still prone, but you got 14 HP. Awesome. You kind of just, you just wake right back up. You're coughing from the poisonous gas. You're hurt from being slammed by the shambling mound, but you're up. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Eddie, are, uh, is there anything else you're able to do, or is that it? Um, actually, I can still cast a, another so, spell. I can cast a bonus action cantrip if, you, if yeah, you're able to. So I'll do, let's see. 
probably the other heal that's bonus action. Healing word. Yeah. Do a level two healing word on Nemi. Okay. So that'd be two d four plus six. Uh, An additional thirteen. That's actually a high roll. Awesome. So Nemi, you get thirteen HP back. Yep. Eddie R just heals you quite a, good per, quite a bit. Nomu, it is now your turn. You're, you feel yourself regaining your strength, but you're still on the ground. You're prone. If you want to stand up, that's going to be fi- uh, half of your movement. He takes a deep breath. Well, half of my movement is, pretty, is a lot. Yeah. I got my feline agility. I can. It just gives me back my normal movement. Um, he's going to take a deep breath, and then he regains more HP. He's going to use his uh, second wind. Okay. So that's a 1d10 plus 5. All right. Second land. <laughs> 12 more HP. Yep. That's my bonus action. So I'm at full HP right now. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> and he's going to use his feline agility to stand up. So <laughs> he's going to take a, a five foot step in this direction here. All right. And he's going to pull out a scroll. Pissed. Oops. Okay. <laughs> and he's going to hold out his hand towards the shambling mound. Big fireball attack! He's going to use a fireball scroll. Oh. Right oh. here. I hope you know that's going to that's gonna do uh, damage all around it. Radius yep, that's damage. why I'm uh, thinking where I'm going to put it. I think right here. Um, what, like, what's the radius on fireball? Is it 10 or 15? It, it is 20 foot radius. Oh. So you want to do it like in the very far back. Uh, Let's see. If you do it here, it's gonna hit Isundra. If you do it here, it's gonna hit Isundra. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna hit Isundra no matter where. So the best spot would be close to Isundra. <laughs> that'll hit you, though, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah close to Isundra. <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna hold my turn and give Isundra a chance to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> So you see Nomu just has his hand up like Vegeta and he's just charging this uh fireball up. All right. All right. So you're basically using a reaction. Yeah. I'm oh. holding my turn here. All right, Isundra, what are you doing? Move. <laughs> Asunja, you might want to move. How do I like like to here? No, no, further away. As far as away as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to fire Gallic gun up in this yeah, final flash. He's gonna have to cast it all the way over here. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> you gotta get 25 feet away from this spot up here. Yeah, I'm yeah. casting it right here. I'm exactly 25 yep. feet. So, so he soon he soon rushes over next to Yatari, not wanting to get right hit here. by the final flash. <laughs> I can hit from. Yeah, as long as you're 25 away. feet away from the spot that he's casting it on. My range is 120, so I'm All right. back the fuck up. Yeah. So what is he sooner doing before Nomu casts Final Flash? <laughs> he's, next turn, right? he's about to cast it once you're done doing what you're doing. Oh. It's not his turn. Well, it was, it was he's holding his turn. Yeah, I'm holding my turn to give you a chance. Yeah, to give you a chance to move. He's basically using his reaction to do this. Okay. Honestly, I, just I don't even know why I look. 
Hey, you well, got good spells. Well, I'm actually sure about your variant. But... Yeah, shit. So, oh, who are you ball? attacking with that Eldritch Blast? Oh, the big boy. Okay, thirteen. You shoot your Eldritch Blast at it, and as it uh, goes towards the Shambling Mound, it smacks it away. Damn it! And then it smacks away your second Eldritch Blast. Fuck me. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? All right, so Nomu, you're up. Tell me something. Can a monster feel fear? Final fireball attack. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna just launch it here. All right, uh, Sundra, you're hex. What do you make it have a disadvantage on on its skill saving throws? Oh. I just say you probably want to give it disadvantage on Dex because that's the rule I'm about to have it make. <laughs> oh, okay. For well, the fireball, but it's up to you. Nope, Dex is fine. Okay. okay. So I have to. It has to make a Dex at a disadvantage because it's Hex. Let's see. What's the damage on fireball? A lot. <laughs> All right. I rolled a two. So it's gonna do quite a bit of damage. Oh I'm yeah. Four D H or something like that. I'm looking at fireball right now. It hit. is. Let's see. Fireball is 8d6. 8d6. On a failed save. Did he fail? Yes. Oh. I'm just saying my pants are tightening. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and throw 8 in there. D6. I just want you to know, as soon as you use the scroll, it's gone for good. Oh, one, I know. I've been saving you... this for a while. <laughs> Big fireball attack. All right. Oh, you rolled three ones on that. But you did 38 damage. It takes the full 38 damage. Um, uh, let's see here. So as you shoot your fireball, the fire courses through the room, and it begins to burn parts of the plants on the wall. It hits the shambling mound. And as it does, the shambling mound, it doesn't shake in like pain like the twigs do. It looks, though, at you, and the fire that catches on fire on the moths on it slowly fizzles out make an investigation check yeah you got that damn all right uh so you got an 11 so as you see the fireball burst the flames of the shambling mound as you're watching the fire hit it you get this uh the sense that the fire didn't do as much damage as you thought it should have what's with this thing all right uh it is now yatari's turn and her element is going to attack this creature here the twig and it's going to make an melee attack and it hits and it does five fire damage double damage to the twig and you just see this fire elemental it jumps up at the other twig and it hugs it like it did the other one and it just <laughs> hugs it to death and, until it burns into ashes and it's screeching in pain <laughs> meanwhile yatari is like yeah kill the bitch yeah and as she's doing that, she's going to fire another firebolt at this twig. Let's see if she hits. I'm going to use my Ray of Frost attack I don't have it equipped here. That hits. That's a D10. So the D8. She will do nine points of damage to this twig here. And her firebolt bursts through this twig's chest, disintegrating that twig. And as she does so, the monster is going to have its turn. The shambling mound steps forward towards Nomu, Ediar, and Damien. And it quickly takes its slam attack. And it goes for Damien. All right, I have to make that save. 
<laughs> All right, so eight points of damage. It takes eight points of damage due to ADR's thing. And then goes to attack uh, Damien. The, I got a 19. Uh-huh. And another that- 19. Two 19s. Jeez. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Damien's next to me. Move to my... Uh, you show to the faithful uh, to uh, use my reaction to oppose disadvantage on the first attack. All right. First attack. I rolled uh, 21. Uh, so it still gets the 19. Uncanny dodge. <laughs> okay. What's that do again? It halves the damage. Okay. Gotcha. So the first will deal. Let's see here. All right, uh, 14 points of damage, so you'll take seven. Okay. The second slam will do 18 points of damage, so you'll take nine. Now you need to make me an escape DC, either use your acrobatics or your um, athletics check to escape the grapple. Then they both hit me? Yep. So it it was, sorry, it was seven damage. And then what was the other one? Nine. Okay. That's, okay. And the nine was already halved, so. Gotcha. You said a acrobatics? Yeah, whatever's better for you. Yeah, you're trying to escape a scrapple. Acrobatics or, I'm assuming acrobatics for you is better than yeah. your athletics. Ooh. All right, so 11. So you made 11 on your acrobatics check. Um, as it slams into you, Damien, you're not able to escape its giant arms, and it basically engulfs you into its body. No! You all see Damien just get eaten by the shambling mound, and you just see Damien's legs kind of sticking out of it. But Damien, no! as soon as it eats Damien, Damien, you are now considered blind and restrained. You're unable to breathe. So at the start of the monster's turn, you're going to have to make me a, a save, okay? All right. Or you're going to take damage, and you move with the target now. So you're considered blind and restrained. Um, what that means is, so because you're blind, if you attempt to attack it, um, you're at a disadvantage because you're blind. Um, and you're also considered restrained. So by being restrained, you basically can't move, and um, your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on deck saving throws. So I can attack. It's just going to be a disadvantage. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. All right. <clears throat> My turn? It is. Yeah. Oh, actually, before you begin, everyone that can breathe, except Damien, because Damien can't breathe, the gas has to make me a constitution saving throw for the poison in the room. The poison continues to grow thick. All right. Oh! And I'll roll for Atari. Atari passes. And uh, Isundra, roll me a con save, please. Just fucking kill me, bro. All right, so everyone failed but Yatari. Everyone takes eight points of poison damage. And now it is Damien's turn. Damien, you feel your body restricted inside of this creature. You can't barely move. You still have your hands on your weapons, but you can't move at all. And you can't see anything. You're blind. You just feel suffocated. What do you do? I'm just swinging wildly at this point. Okay, um, so go to an attack. You're at a disadvantage, though. So I can still swing both of my weapons? Yeah. All right, so a 12 and an 8. 
both of them, unfortunately, do not hurt the Shambling Mound. As you're inside being engulfed, Damien's just having a hard time trying to move and maneuver the weapons. You're just not able to swing or stab hard enough to pierce the Shambling Mound. Damn. Damien is considered engulfed, so Damien is in trouble. You guys just see Damien getting eaten alive. Um, Eddie R is. Attack it, does it hurt Damien? What's that? If we attack it, does it hurt Damien? No. Okay. Uh, Eddie R, it is now your turn, buddy. Uh, okay. I will use inflict wounds at level two. Okay. Kind of sketch. This should be 4010 necrotic. Will necrotic hurt this thing? That's what I'm curious about. I don't know. You'll have to uh, try and find out. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, Nomi. Your fireball didn't do as much damage as you wanted it to. I know. I'm going to do a level one infliction and see what happens. Uh, so 3D10. All right. I was banging right. on that fireball. Uh, let's see. I thought I would kill it. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I thought we'd be an exit in this place by now. <laughs> Ten necrotic damage, you said? Oh, no, that's the hit. That doesn't hit. Oh, no, that does not hit at all. You go to inflict your wounds, and it does nothing to the shambling mound. Unable to hurt it. Uh, hmm. Well... That's all I got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no move. You were up. You see Damien struggling. You just see Damien's feet hanging out of this thing. No move starting to panic because he saw uh, Damien is in trouble. So he's going to leap up and try to leap up on his neck. So I'm going to do it fancy style acrobatics. All right. He's you, jumping up. You jump up. And with a 15, you're able to jump up onto the shambling mound. And he's coming down. He's going to let the uh, the Righteous Greatsword descend upon its neck. That hits. Nice. Here's the damage. Oh, All I right. can re-roll that one. Okay. Some, uh, one second. One D6. So, so seven plus whatever you roll. Plus three. So ten points of damage. Yep. Your and my sword. extra attack. All right. He so brings then. the Greatsword right back up and slams it right back down. Unhand him. All right. 20 hits. <clears throat> nice. Release or Damien. Eleven damage. So you you're swinging your greatsword heavily into the shambling mound. Oh yeah, it's hurt in it, but it still seems like it's pretty healthy. It seems to be ignoring you right now, but that's all you can do. It is now a Sundra's turn. I mean, Eldritch Blast that will hit it. Well, Fourteen were- damage. You shoot an Eldritch Blast. You have another one. Thirteen does not hit it. Bullshit. But your fourteen is. Good damage. You shoot your Eldritch Blast and blast it in the face. Parts of its uh, wooden face burst off of it. But uh, you can still... Actually, you have Hex, so you do additional damage. Your Hex does necrotic damage, I think, right? 1d6. Yeah, so roll your 1d6 on it. Necrotic. For uh, one necrotic damage. All right. Do you move anywhere or you stay where you're at? I'm where I'm at. Okay. Uh, Yatari sees Damien getting swap, swamped, but she just points at it. Snake him! Snake him, boy! And the fire elemental rushes forward next to Nomu, or almost next to Nomu. Nomu's on top of it. Yep. And it hugs the shambling mound's leg, attempting to burn it. 
and it hits and it's going to deal, uh, let's see here, um, five points of fire damage, but the fire just does not seem to do as much damage as it should be. And it takes uh, half of that damage. And then Yatari is going to cast a spell and she's actually going to shoot out a frost bolt instead to see if that does any more damage than the fire. She notices the fire is not doing as much as it should. That hits. She does five full damage, but as it does, so you guys see the shambling mound, the ice hits it, but it just melts right off. And it doesn't do nearly as much damage as it should. Oh, oh, oh. It is oh. now the monster's turn with uh, Damien being in the monster. Damien, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. 14. All right. You have failed the save. Ah. So you are getting crushed for an additional 11 damage. Oof, getting close. So Damien feels herself or himself getting crushed by being engulfed. And the Shambling Mount pissed off that Nomu's on it. It goes to swing at Nomu with both of its arms, trying to slam up against him. And Nomu, the first will miss you. I rolled a 21 on the second, though. Yeah, that hit. And that will deal you, ooh, max damage of uh, 20 points of damage. Jesus. What a fucking effort we took to get that HP back up. And as it slams, you feel it hit hard. It is now Damien's turn, but I have to have everyone roll a constitution save for the poison that continues to float in the room. Damien, you don't have to make this roll because you can't breathe. All right, Nomi, you failed. Eddie, are you surpassed? Uh, Atari fails as well. And uh, let's see here. Sundra needs to make the con save. Well, all right. Oh, we gotta escape. All right, this uh, thing, man. <laughs> he fails. So one d8 of poison damage. That's gonna be three poison damage. Half if you passed. All right, Damien, it is now your turn. You cannot move. You're still restrained. All you can do is attempt to attack it. We can't run, said, dude. We're gonna wait, leave How much poison damage do you take? Sorry. You take three damage if you uh, uh, failed. So you take half damage of that if you succeeded. Do I take a four? So do I take what? You just take one. One? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Damien, you're at a disadvantage because you're restrained. So you have a 13 and a 13. Damien is starting to feel as if things are going dark for him. Both, both 13s are going to miss. I'm Damien, Damien's just not able to hurt this thing from inside. Its body is just crushing Damien hardcore, and he's just having a hard time escaping. He can't hurt it with two 13s. Eddiar, you just see Damien's legs sticking out, begin to tense up. He's in pain, and you can't hear him yell or anything like that. But you can tell if Damien's in there any longer, he might be in trouble. We have to get him out. Something. Anyone. Kill him now. <laughs> Kill him now. Kill him now. <laughs> Energy. Uh... Let's see. I will use uh, attempt to go with inflict wounds again. Level one, just to test the waters. That will hit. 19. Nice. As you hit the shambling mound with your uh, inflict wounds, you notice the necrotic energy seeps into its body, and it doesn't seem to like 
kind of bounce off of it like the fire and ice. You get the sense it does full damage. Nice, nice. Uh, outside of that, is there anything else I can do? Not particularly. I will pass turn. All right, Nomu, you can can see Damien is struggling. Yatari, send your elemental up the hatch. Burn the hatch. Release uh, the gas. She uh she nods. Oh, okay, okay, I'll do that. All right, I'm gonna try my hardest to yank fucking Damien out of him. I'm gonna use my strength. Okay. Go ahead, go I guess this was a grab. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead and uh, just do a. Well, first off, you're on top of it, and Damon's legs are kind of like sitting there inside of it, and the shambling mountain's moving around. So, I'm gonna have you make an attack to see if you can even grab Damon's legs. So, am I? You said an attack? Yeah. Try and grab it, just like a normal attack, like with your with your strength. Just like roll it, yeah. No, 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 like roll a d20 with your... Oh, okay. All right, where's... d20? Am I rolling my weapon? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like a normal attack, like you're doing a normal attack. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, so 15. All right, you're able to grab... You're able to grab Damien's legs. So mm -hmm. you're trying to beat the mound strength. So you're going to have to make me an athletics uh, skill check. That's going to be a D20 plus your athletics to try and pull Damien out forcefully. Here we go. Yeah. 23. I have to make a roll against Come that. Come on. All right. Ooh. I rolled an 18 plus its strength. Uh, that is a, uh, let's see here. Um, it matches you. Oh. What does that mean? So, so because you're the one attacking it and it's on the defensive, since it matched you, it's able to defend. Well, then fuck that extra attack. <laughs> Let me dig down, dig down in there again. You sure you're trying to do it again? Yep. All right. So go ahead and roll your athletics again. Ooh, I rolled, <laughs> I rolled lower this time. Damon, I'll save you. All right. You beat it. I rolled really low. You're able ah! to... You're able to yank Damien out. Damien, you get like this fresh breath of air, but it's also mixed with poison. So you're like, ah! And <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually ah! throwing Damien past. <laughs> so I'm going to try to throw him somewhere. Actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move you right here, Nomo, because you're on top of it. Yep. And where are you throwing Damien as you pull Damien out? Uh, probably right here. All right. I'm gonna say you can only throw uh, Damien about five feet away from you. All right, so Damien, go ahead and move right here. You are now out of the shambling mound. That is all Nomu can do. Yep. Isundra, you are up. Wait, where's my... Huh? You see your character? Uh, I don't see it. I don't. Wait, what? There it is. Oh, there Nomu. it is. It was under Nomu. Okay. There you go. All right. It is now Isundra's turn. 16 and a 16, both hits. Well, 15 damage, then 6 damage, and you still do your hex damage. And I think you get your hex damage for each hit, right? Oh. Or is it once? No, you're probably right. It's each hit. So. Yeah, whenever you hit with an attack, yeah. you get the hex damage. So that's, uh, what was it? 15, that's 21, 15. plus 5 is 26, plus 2. 28 damage. 
Isundra shoots out two Eldritch Blasts for 28 damage, and she bur- uh, basically bursts off a part of the Shambling Mound's chest. Um, and that's massive damage to the Shambling Mound. Do you do anything else, Isundra? Oh, I got Okay, yeah. it's now Yatari's turn. She's going to send her... Dead? Does it look hurt? It, it, it looks fairly hurt, but it's still standing. Fairly. The elemental begins to rush away towards the ladder like you told it to, but as it does so, the shaling mound uses its reaction to try and swipe at it. And as it tries to swipe at the elemental, you see the elemental jumps into the air and it makes a flip and it lands on its feet with its arms sticking out <laughs> like it's like a acrobatic and it just lands and it keeps running towards the ladder. And as it does so, Yatari is going to shoot um, uh, another spell at it. So the ice wasn't working and the... Uh, Fire wasn't working, so she's going to attempt to shoot lightning at it. And actually does so. She hits it, and she's going to roll the damage. You see a, a strike of lightning shoot out from her hand, and it hits the Shambling Mound. As it does so, you see that lightning is absorbed into the mound. And as the lightning hits its chest, the part that Isundra, like, bursts it off, part of it begins to, like, slowly recover. Oh, no. And Yatara uh, is like, uh, uh, what? And it is now the Shambling Bound's turn. As Nomu pulls Dame out, it's very annoyed at Nomu now. You're still on it, Nomu. Yep. Makes two slam attacks. Ooh, the first one's 23. Oh, man. And the second one's 18. I'm hmm. down. <laughs> There's no way. Nomu, for the first hit, you're taking uh, four, uh, I'm sorry, 13 points of damage. Yeah, I'm already down. Okay, so uh, Nomu, as you drop to the ground, it hits you with its second attack, and it deals um, nine plus its strength. Yeah, so 14 points of damage. All right, because you're taking a hit, Nomu, you automatically fail your first death saving throw. As you do so, you're automatically going to fail this. It engulfs Nomu. Ah! Nomu is now engulfed by the creature, but he's unconscious. So this is even worse for Nomu. Nomu is considered one failed out of his three on death saving throws. And his feet are sticking out just like Damien's were. And now everyone needs to make me a con save except Nomu. Nomu, you can't breathe because you're inside of the mound. But everyone else has to breathe this poison. Fail, you take, I rolled an eight again. If you Why fail, you take roll? eight poison damage. Fuck, I'm down. All right, Eddie, are you only take half uh, or half of that half of eight? So four and then two. Damien is down. Damien breathes in the gas and Damien falls unconscious right next to the shambling mound. Eddie, R, Itari, and Asundra, you all can see Damien go unconscious while uh, Nomu was unconscious inside the shambling mound. Eddie, R, it is now your turn. What are you doing? This is, uh, this is a very dire situation. <laughs> it is very dire. They're low. I don't have very many spells left. So I don't think healing them is going to help. Uh, I, think... I mean, if you try to heal Nomu, you can't. His legs are still sticking out just like uh, Damien's were. But Nomu is uh, Nomu does have one failed death saving throw out of his three. And uh, Damien is still um, unconscious but hasn't failed any yet. But you get the sense that uh, Nomu is in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, let's see, move around to this side. 
I kind of want to try to DPS it down, but I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen you to can, Nomu if I attempt that. You can make a medicine check to try and see how hurt it is if you want. I'll make you do that uh, as a free action. I'll I explain should. how hurt it looks. All right. As you run around it with a 25 medicines check, you see that the, the chest that bursted off of the Shambling Mound is only slightly healed from that lightning attack Yatari did. But the Shambling Mound is beginning to fall apart. It looks hurt, but it's not on, like, Death's door. So, like, it definitely has more than, I'd say, you know, 10 HP. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to use Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Uh, it's going to drop uh, basically behind him. Okay. Uh, that. Uh, and then the spiritual weapon is going to do. Well, it's got to roll to hit. So 1d20 plus 7. That hits. Uh, and the damage is 1d8 plus my spellcasting is any modifiers. Okay. So 1d8 plus 6, I think. Is this considered radiant damage or is this normal weapon damage? Uh, let's see. Rob, you sweating over there, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, force damage. What kind of damage is it? Force. Okay, cool. 1d8 plus 7. Roll high. <laughs> 10 points of damage. Okay, your spiritual weapon cuts into the back of the Shambling Mound, and it cuts off a large chunk of its wooden back. It's not down. It hasn't fallen to a knee, but it hurt it pretty well. And then as an action, because that was a bonus action, I'm going to use Spare the Dying on uh, Nomu's leg. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that just stabilizes him. Yep. Okay. So he, does he does he gain any HP from that, or does it just make his death rolls go back to zero? Uh, it says you touch a living creature that has zero hit points, the creature becomes stable. So okay. It's okay. So he's not gonna have to roll a death saving throw, but he's still unconscious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I remove my failure. On yes. Death save? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. But he, you're basically at zero HP, but you're not like. Right. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, you still time. Get, you can still get refucked. <laughs> right. G- give it time. Yep. Asunja, it's all up to you. Dude, I can end it. I hope. All right. So, well, Nomu's turn. Uh, you can't do anything, Nomu. You're unconscious, but you're not. You don't have to make a death saving throw because you're considered stabilized. Yep. All right. Asunja, it is now your turn. Boke hits. Oh, Both yes. Blast hits. All right. So the first Eldritch Blast is 18. The second is 13. Plus your hex for three damage. So that's going to be uh, 16 plus that's 24 points of damage. The Shambling Mound takes the two Eldritch Blasts and you see it blasts half of its face off and then it blasts a giant chunk of its leg and it drops to one knee. It is hurting badly. Um, I'm going to chug this potion of healing that I have as like my... Oh, that would that would be an action to drink the potion. Fuck! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> So it's now Yatari's turn and her element goes up the ladder and it begins to try and attack the hatch from above, trying to free you guys. And Yatari is not going to use that lightning anymore. He is thinking, well, what the hell do I do? And she's just going to charge at the Shambling Mound. Oh, no. And she pulls out her dagger because she sees her magic's not doing much. Oh, no. Ma'am, you're not ready. And she stabs at it with her <laughs> dagger. Remember, she had that dagger before. Yep. Stabs at it. And she actually hits it. Stabs at the dagger for minimum damage of two. 
And as she stabs, All right, energy, energy. As she jumps up, she stabs it. She yells out, trying to like hurt it. And she pierces the leg. It's not down, but she does some damage. It is now the monster's turn. No move. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to need you to make me a dex, uh, dex con save, please. Dex or con? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dex. A DC con save. Okay. 13, you failed. So you're going to take damage. Oh, man. You take 10, 14 points of damage. So basically, you're not stabilized any longer, and you have regained that death saving throw. The one on your death saving throw failed. Yeah. One failure. The monster looks around. It sees Yatari rushing at it. Eddie is rushing at it, and it looks at Damien. Damien is unconscious, so it's not worried about Damien. It swings both of its arms at Eddie R. Hit me. <laughs> I have a 17 for the first. Miss. And a, oh God, natural 20 on the second. <gasps> All right. So for the, that's a nine plus five plus its strength of four. So that's 14 plus four, 18 points of damage to Eddie R. Yeah, it cannot attempt to engulf you because it already has one creature in it. Now, everyone, it is now the, at the end, beginning of the turn. Make me a constitution saving throw, except no move. All right, you both passed. Uh, Damien still has to make it, though, because Damien is unconscious but still breathing. You said, what is it? On. Okay. 14, okay. So Damien fails. And Eddie Arn is soon to pass. So um, actually, Damien, I don't think it would have mattered if you rolled or not because she's going to get a fail. It doesn't do damage to you. So seven points of damage. So you only take half. So that's three points of damage to Eddie Arn. And as soon as Eddie Arn, you only take one because you have that resistance. Thank God. I have four HP. You took oh. three. Three poison damage. I know. I had seven. Oh, God. Uh, Damien, yeah. you automatically fail your first date, uh, death saving throw. Oh, okay. Because you took damage. So you have uh, two more to go. Um, how, much to, how much damage was that? Sorry, I didn't hear. It was three, so you only took... You only took one. Yeah. Eddie Art, it is now your turn again. You just see Damien's hurt. Nomu struggling. Isundra looks really hurt. Yatari is going all out with her knife. She doesn't know what else to do. Uh, I'm going for the kill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, level one inflict wound because all I have two level one spell slots left. Uh, so the fourteen will miss. Oh! You still have your your My weapon though. Yeah, yep. your spiritual weapon that will hit. Nice. Well, so. nice. You go and hit the um, shambling mound with your spiritual weapon, and it takes a giant chunk off of the back of it and it drops to its second knee and it drops to both of its hands and it looks like it's on death's door nomu it is your turn i need you to make me a death saving throw please just roll a normal d20 all right one d20 come right up no oh! no no that is a fail you failed one death saving throw that means you have failed two times if you fail one more time, Nomu is dead. Oh, oh boy. Isundra, it is your turn. 
I gotta end this. You have to end this. You and Yatari have to end this, or Nomu's gonna die when the monster's turn comes if he fails his concept. No pressure. <laughs> oh, she rolled a, a nine on the first one, natural one, but it's a nine. The second one will hit though. For eight points of damage, do your hex for five additional hex damage, necrotic. So that is 13 points of damage. And the 13 kills it. Oh, oh my goodness. How oh. does Isundra kill the shambling mound? <sighs> Strong blast. Strikes its face and it falls down. I'm too scared to describe stuff. That was too close. So, somebody take my potions out of my pocket and you feed me. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder at, at, at Felicia and she is like sweating with her hand and her her face in her hand, man. She is like. Damn. <laughs> Eddie R immediately rushes to. Uh, Touch him, get him you spare the dying of both of them. Okay. Before that comes, oh, I'm, Jesus. I chug a potion. I'm chugging a potion. All right. So as that, I'm going to say you can stabilize both of them in the seconds, but the gas is still potion. in the room. Is that uh, Elemental still beating up that hash to release the yes. gas? It's still beating up the hash, but the gas is still coming in the room. It is now Yatari's turn. Yatari is going to use a potion. Heal. You're both stabilized, but you're not up. She's going to use a normal uh, heal potion that she has on her. To heal Nomu if he's closest. Four plus four, eight points of damage. All right. Nomu is up. Damon's still unconscious, but he's stabilized. Damien, it is now your turn, but you're unconscious. So you can't do anything. But it is the beginning of the round. So I'm going to roll, or I need everyone to roll time. Hey, net 20 on the, with my advantage. Okay. All right. So, so far, everyone's passed the con save. Sundra uh, has to make it still. And, uh, Yatari fails it, so Yatari is going to take... Oh, it's only one point of poison damage. If you uh, passed it, then you just... I guess you only take... <laughs> just one. Yeah, just one regardless. Everyone just takes one okay. poison damage. All right, yeah. So now, you guys, the room is clear. Oh, it's still po poison gas filling the room. Get the fuck out of here. I'm but out. Uh, the Yatari's element is still busting at hatch and it's finally able to break the hatch open and it steps out and Yatari is just yelling at everyone for everyone to get out and she's going to rush towards the ladder. Damon, however, is still, someone needs to grab Damon because he's not technically I, awake. I got Damien. I'm going to heal Damien. Okay. I'm going to cast uh, my last spell slot on uh, Cure Wounds. It's uh, level one, so... Alright, so everyone's up. Now everyone has to make it to that ladder with your movement before I have you roll more poison damage. So, Damien, from where you're at, if you use an action to basically double your movement, you can definitely probably reach that ladder. Now, I can grab you, and I can use my fear line agility and then double my movement, so 120 feet. Without saying any words, Damien groggy <laughs> climbs on Nomu's back like a toddler. <laughs> All right. Arms draping over his neck. So, Eddie R., it's now I still have a decent enough health buffer, so I'm just going to you know do my 30. Nomu, you're next. I need you to make me an athletics check because you're carrying somebody. So I'm not going to let you go your full speed unless you roll decently. You got it. Come on, athletics. All right. Mm. You're able to move your full speed with that. Nomu's on all fours, and he is fast animal, slow children fast, man. <laughs> yeah, I have, I, I'm, I'm there. All right. So you yeah. make it to the ladder. You're able to climb up. Yeah. All right. So just put yourself on the other map. Or at least yep. on the side of the, like over here, we'll, we'll just say you and Damien are out. All right, it is now Isundra's turn. Give me one second. Yeah, and she's able to. She's right there. She's able to make it to the ladder. And uh, let me exit this shit. 
And I'm going to use an action for Yatari, and she doubles her movement, and she's able to leave the room as well for Yatari. And it's now the round start. Damien, or Edyar is the only one in there now. Edyar, make me a con save. Uh, All right, you failed, so you will take one point of damage. I rolled a one. One point of poison damage, but you're able to escape on this next turn by moving out if you decide to do so. I'm just going to rest here for a few days, so... (laughs) (laughs) actually uh before you guys escaped i meant to roll have someone roll for something we'll just say eddie are you the last person out just roll me uh investigation before you roll before you leave you're the last person out all right so you don't see anything as you're leaving you you escape the room but you don't see anything on the ground all right but you're all able to escape (laughs) the room now you're all huffing above the gas does not follow you up into the next floor you're all out there's no twig enemies or anything like that the room looks exactly the way it looked as you all escape yatari's breathing she's like oh my god that was so close guys oh what are you guys doing i'm almost gonna cough up blood and spit it out real quick and he's gonna keep aiming on his back (laughs) oh you're disgusting (sighs) damien plops down onto his ass oh oh my god i don't even i don't even want to talk about what i saw inside that thing I'm leaving. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> I'm leaving. Do, do we get paid? You would assume yes, because there was no other door to that room. So <laughs> We investigated. We fought wolves in there. I'm getting paid. All right. So the party decides to leave the dungeon then? Oh, yeah. He's gone. He's not staying. Okay. All right. Why do we so- get the door open? Are you shutting the door? What about the door open? This door in here, it closed, and when we put the thing back, it didn't stop. In here. Oh, no, that, that door opened back up. Oh. Yeah. So the, the party, you all decide to, to leave the basement, lair, dungeon, laboratory, whatever, and as you all leave, you're able to climb out with no other issues, and as you're climbing up, you guys make it back to the basement floor where you first climbed down, and there's a there is a professor there sitting there with a guard. They're just in, waiting for the door to make sure nothing comes out of it. But you guys, you guys are finally able to make it out. We'll go ahead and say we're going to end this session of Taverns and Caverns there. With the party <laughs> barely alive. That was, that, that was a definitely a close one, guys. I, still I was sweating, dude. Left. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> dude, I was sweating. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of Taverns and Caverns. This is your Dungeon Master ryan at haphazard dm on twitter that's where you can find me and you can also follow some of our other players hi everybody i'm felicia i play sundra and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dagger tribal and i'm bry i play damien and desiree you can follow me at blaze underscore nbk on twitter that's my new name and instagram is just blaze nbk no space i'm julian uh also playing eddie R. you can follow me at at JWPlayZero on Twitter or JWPlayZero on YouTube. I'm Robert Jones, and I don't have social media, but I am on YouTube. You can find me at TrueBone, that's T-R-U, Bone. I make simple videos by putting video games to movies. All right, awesome. Blood and Bone, that's all I thought about. (laughs) That's our players. Again, thank you for listening, and you can follow us again on Twitter at Taverns Caverns. Cool, and that's it. See you guys next time. All right.